Welcome to track number one of No City Shall Be Too Strong. Hallelujah. Wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to be here. Thank you for this blessing to serve you, to serve you, to obey you. We are grateful for your help at this time. Guide us by your spirit and let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 13. Hello. Hello, hello. So give me back the other microphone. It was, the, it was not the microphone. Well, we are excited to be here. And I believe that. I believe that. Just some time to be testing the microphone before you chat. We are trying to test the microphone, please. I believe that God is going to bless us. Yeah. Father, thank you for that blessing. Thank you for your power that is working in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It's chapter 13. Yeah, Numbers 13. The thing about camp is whole city should be. It's not a microphone problem. It is something else. All right. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, shall you send a man, everyone a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of power. 
all these men were heads of the children of Israel. All right? And their names were the names, their names, and these were their names of the tribe of Reuben. Shamua, son of Zakur, of the tribe of Simeon. Shaphat, the son of Hori. I'm sure you don't know these guys. You'll never be known when you don't enter the city or the land that God has given to you. You'll never be known and you'll never be important in God's kingdom if you don't enter and possess the city that God has for you never be known. You know Joshua. You know Caleb. And you name your children after them. But these people who are sent are you wanting to take your seats? Are you? You never know them because they when they are not important to to Christ important to um, to God God killed them all of them because they were not important because God had a land for them a city for them and they never possessed it are you there? Of the tribe of Judah, of verse 5, of the tribe 6, the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Of the tribe of Issachar, Egal. These are like the names of dogs. The names of trees, horses. You hardly meet somebody call his child Egal. And then of the tribe of Benjamin, of the tribe of, of Ephraim, Oshia, uh, that's Joshua, the son of Nun, and of the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu. Of the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodi. No. Of the tribe of Joseph, namely, of the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi. Gadi, the son of Susi. You never be important. When you enter and you don't possess the, the land, the 
basis that God gave, has given to your destiny for you to possess and dominate. Never. And of the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gemali, and of the tribe of Asher, Setor, the son of Michael, and of the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Si, and of the tribe of God, Geuel, the son of Machi. Verse 16. These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land of Canaan and said, get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what is what the cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time the time of the first tribe grapes. So they went and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob as men cometh to Hamath. And they ascended. Alright? Verse 23. And they came to the brook of Eshel and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes and they buried between two upon a staff and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs and the place was called the brook Eshaw because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence and they returned from searching of the land after 40 days and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to the congregation of the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land and they told him and said we came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit thereof. Right? Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are one very great 
And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites. They dwell in the mountains. and The Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able, we, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Chapter 14, verse 1. All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron. said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, would God we had died in this wilderness, wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives Pray, not better hmm? for us to return to Egypt. And they said one to another, let us make a let us make a captain and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it, it is an exceeding good land. And if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye 
against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread to us, and their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the the children of Israel. The Lord said, How long will these people provoke me? And how long will it be if they believe me? For all the signs I have showed among them. I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, the Egyptians shall hear it. For thou broughtest up these people in thy might from among them and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land for they have heard that thou Lord art among these people. Thou hast art seen face to face and that cloud standeth over them and that thou goest for them by daytime and in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if thou shalt kill all these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land which he swore unto them, therefore he has slain them in the wilderness. Now I beseech thee, let the power of the Lord be great according as thou hast spoken. The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according to the greatness of thy mercy, as thou hast forgiven this people from up until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles did in Egypt and the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had other spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whither into he went and his seed shall 
possess it. Amen. Do you want to Well, it's good to read the Bible. Isn't it? If you haven't read it before, hello? If you haven't read it before, at least you get a chance to read it. And if you've read it before, you get a chance to see the English words that are written. Isn't it? Yeah. Now, Numbers 14.24 says that, but Young man, stop taking pictures. Come and sit down. Don't take pictures. We finished. I'm the same person in the same scene. Don't sit at the back. Don't sit at the back. Come, come and sit here. Sit by Pastor Justice right here. Right. Beautiful. Now, my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with, with him. Right. <laughs> not a demon and has followed me fully. Right? He, him will I bring into the land. Alright? And his seed shall possess it. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, God's, God's work is about possessing the land that he gives to us. That's God's work for us. The lands are filled with people and with devils. And the devils were here before the people came. All of us were born into a place where there were devils long before you came on the scene. And the devils have affected the way things go in the areas that they are. In Africa, the devils have made the place into a wilderness of unimaginable poverty. In Europe, America, and the Western world, Devils have turned the place into all kinds of perversions and twisted demonic thoughts and lifestyles. And in Asia, devils have made people serve many idols, many, many gods, bow down to animals, creatures, lizards, everything. So they have millions of gods in these nations. So this is just a quick summary. Some countries have a lot of more murder, a lot of more, when there's a lot of murder, there's a lot of Satan himself present in these places. So all through the Bible, you find that God gives his people places to go and possess. Alright? You know something? If you live long enough to get to a certain age, you are going to find out that 
Like if you have like an average school to go to and you finish school, soon you're going to achieve many of your goals that you set for yourself. You see, now if you are the philosophical type of person, you will think about your life. And that, not everybody is philosophical. Some people are philosophical and they think a lot about why am I here? What am I doing? And so on. And they think deeply so that they talk about the things they are doing. Somebody like Muhammad Ali was like that. If you heard him, there was once a little video that was going around. He was talking about life what is life about and what is worth. Where people think Malcolm X was also like that. And I'm sure Martin Luther was like that. There are people who think and analyze, you know, what's happening in life. All right. Some people like that write songs. And then the, it, it comes out in their songs. Solomon was another person like that. He was always analyzing what was happening in his life. Like, what, I'm, what, is, what is it? It's useless. When I work, people are jealous of me. That is all that I get for my work. Jealousy. And I, I've worked and I've got all this. I'm going to leave it for somebody. I don't know who is coming to take it. A fool is coming to take all the things. He doesn't know how I work hard. He doesn't know how I came to have all the things that I have. So, if you are philosophical, at a point, you start to think about your life. What is it about? And then you become, you know, you start to become, you start to wonder what you are doing. This is one of the reasons why people suffer from depression. And also depression comes from uh, people who have things and don't really need anything. There is nothing to get. You can imagine what it's like for the princesses and the princes. These Prince Meghan, Markle, and Prince Harry, and these type of people. What do they need? You get it? Because like you can work and work and work and work and work. And you don't have anything. But somebody hasn't worked and has inherited a castle. Do you see? It's not worked before and has inherited a castle. And somebody's working and working and working cannot own one room. You get it? So, when you start to analyze what is happening, then you start to um, come up with various questions, you know, about life. And then you find that you start to need a vision, something to live for. You get what I'm saying? That if you are a lady, your vision will have a lot to do with having a husband, having children, having a ring, having a picture, having a wedding, and all that. When that is over and you have achieved those goals, 
then you see a different character. That's when you see who people really are. Because the unknown vision within them. Of course, most ladies don't think, like most men also don't, they're not philosophical. But if you are, you start to analyze. You realize I just came to the world to have a child and to go out of the world. But if you think in that roundabout way, you start wondering what you are doing. And you start wondering what it's all about. Because after a while, you achieve most of your aims. You are a child, I've got a husband, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Even if you don't have a husband, you have a child, you have this, you have that, you have that, you have a ring. Even if you don't have somebody living by you, but at least I have a picture. I've got a ring, I've got this, I've got that. I mean, you analyze so many things. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just trying to say that life is such that it doesn't take too long sometimes. Sometimes it takes a long time, but it doesn't take too long before many of the things you dreamed of, you have. You see, then what would you do? You see, then you keep on going on and on and on, grasping, trying to have a little bit more of the same thing which you don't need. So, finding the reason why God brought us here is very key to your well-being. Yes. It's very, it's very key. It's very key to your mental health. It's very key to your continued existence and to your continued um, well-being in every way. Hallelujah. Is what I'm saying too philosophical for you? Are you sure? Yeah. Amen. Revelations chapter 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure, for thy pleasure. Please come all the way to the front. Come all the way to the front. Come all the way. Please, you're not late. Don't worry. Come all the way in. Don't come to the camp and be outside, please. Please don't be outside. Amen. This is only the second scripture that we are reading today. So... You are not late at all. Thou art worthy, O Lord, all right, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. That is you and me. And for thy pleasure, the are and were created. 
you, you are created for God's pleasure to make God happy. That's why you are here. So you have to choose that in your life and with your life you are going to make God happy. Getting a television, wait, getting a television is not going to make you very happy. You watch and see. You soon soon see a newer one. A curved one. A circular one. A lighter one. A smaller one. A clearer one. For sale. And the one that you bought for 5,000 is now 300. Is it true or is it not true? And everybody is buying one of the one that was so special to you. It's now nothing. Huh? So, pleasure, giving somebody pleasure is an act which involves faith. Now, I don't want to go into the art of giving somebody pleasure. <laughs> because, because you have to believe. You see, and that's what you're going to have to believe with fewer words. You're, you have to believe when somebody says, this is what makes me happy. Yes. You have to believe it. If somebody says, this makes me happy. This makes me happy. You have to believe it. Because you may not know what makes somebody happy. Now, I wish I had my other phone here. I will show you a picture somebody sent me of rice. He said, he said today... I had my favorite meal from my childhood. He said, this is my childhood favorite. Wow. Yes. And it's rice and afflicity bread. <laughs> afflicity is. Uh, I don't know if you have it here. There's these termites, winged termites that fly out of the um, out of these ant mounds. And they flood after rain, like that. He sent me the picture. I, I wish I can show you the picture. He said, Daddy, this is my favorite meal. And he had made it beautiful, and he was eating it. Nice, grilled. It is his, it is his pleasure. It may not be your pleasure. It is his pleasure. He said, it is my childhood delight. You have to believe it. You can't fight it. You can't tell me what I like. You can't tell me what to like. What do you mean? Who are you to tell me what makes me happy? You can't cook something for me and say, this is... When I was a child, I have to eat what my mother says. I don't know if your mother was like my mother, but 
she would tell me there are people dying in Ethiopia. You have to eat it. There are children starving in I don't know. Children starving in where? Sudan. You have to eat this. Eritrea. I was told it many times. Eat it and I have to eat it. But now I don't do that. Because I'm no more so small. You get it? So now I can't just eat what I what you cannot give me termite or anything like that to eat. I don't know. I don't. I will fast. Yeah. So you need faith when somebody defines what makes him happy. That's why sometimes people are surprised when people choose their wives. Yeah. When some people choose a wife, sometimes a wife or a second wife. Sometimes people say, oh, wow. Why do you go, go for this one? Why don't you have this one? This one is uh, fresh beans. You know? I said, no, I don't like fresh beans. I like uh, old, old jollof rice. The bent one. Some people like the bent one. Do you know some people like the bent rice? your corner and tell me that I didn't eat my bent rice. When is the bent one that I like? Who are you? Yes. That's what somebody has chosen. That's what somebody likes and wants. Believe it. Pleasuring someone requires faith. Yes. And when you get married to those of you who are know what I'm talking about, you find that you need faith to believe when the person says no. This thing you are doing is rather painful if it doesn't give me pleasure. Stop what you are doing. <laughs> yes. You have to believe it. Yes. Yes. You have to believe it. If somebody says, I don't want this, what you are doing, stop it. I don't like it. What I want is this. Because there are people who their whole marriage, that they, what they like about marriage is the show. Yes. Some people are happy to walk in as a couple and to go everywhere as a couple and to show the world, a picture of happiness. This to them is achievement of marital bliss. Yes. Their lives are built on the outward show and it makes them happy. Such a person on his or her birthday may want to throw a big party and have a big celebration where people come and say nice things and this food is nice. People are there. This one came, this one came, this one came. I was, was looking nice. Changed the dress two times, three times. So many things. Yes. And they are very happy. Somebody may want to celebrate his birthday by going on a cruise. I know some people are going on a cruise to celebrate their birthdays. With nobody there. Just one person or two. 
And it's like, that is all. They don't want no party, no anybody to be there. I just want to be happy in quietness. It makes me happy. You get it? You can't define to me what is nice. Oh, you don't understand my English message. I said, you can't define what makes me happy. Okay? So when the Lord God says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive honor and glory and power. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, thy pleasure, they are and were created. You have to believe it. And you will never find fulfillment until you are used for what you were made for. I know you may not, you may not... You see, Pastor Andy, please lend me your iPad. Now, this iPad is good for what it was made for. If I want to now, the pulpit is a little loose. So I want to use this as a hammer to stabilize the pulpit. You get what I'm saying? Do you think the iPad is soon going to be okay? Because it's not being used for, it's not created as a hammer. So when we are used it as a hammer, after a while, you find out that it is even not normal. It's not itself. Because I'm not using it for what it was created for. It was created for reading, for typing. But it was not created for that. So when you are used for what, not what you were created for, you, don't, you are not even well. You are crying every day. A young person who is depressed. Have you seen some before? Suppose I decide to use this to fry kelewele or, or fry plantain or fry eggs or fry fish. It's still going to be a problem. I put the egg and I fry. It's, it's going to be a problem. Because that is not what it was created for. And I want you to know that everybody was created for the pleasure of God. Now, you see, there are people who like to say, oh, yes, I'm a lawyer for Jesus. Oh, yes, I'm a doctor for Jesus. (laughs) I'm an accountant for Jesus. You see, these are nice phrases. I don't know where you got them from. I'm an accountant for Jesus. I'm an IT consultant for Jesus. I'm a computer scientist for Jesus. I'm a banker for Jesus. It is nice to hear all these words. But when you come to the Bible, you see clearly that I've not seen any banker for Jesus in the Bible. (laughs) It's true. The works of God and the things that make God happy are in the Bible. Yes. Yes. They are in the Bible. Yes. They are in the Bible. You can't take it away from the Bible. Yeah. Bible is clear. And, and one of the things is that God has a plan for us to possess cities, nations, peoples, places for him and for his glory. And he told Joshua, Caleb, and these other group of people who honestly were a great disappointment. You know, 
I don't believe any number is an unlucky number. But this is Numbers chapter 13. <laughs> yes, I tell you. I mean, it, it is one of the ways which I remember where in Numbers this story is. Yes, it's an unfortunate story. Yes, that happened in Numbers chapter 13. Where people who were created to be used as champions for God turned into complainers with a myriad of excuses as to why they cannot do what God wants them to do. Yes. And it's so sad that you would live your life and not do what God wants you to do with your life. And I don't mean being a banker for Jesus. <laughs> where, where, where did you learn that? I'm a lawyer for Jesus. Huh? I'm a banker for Jesus. So you see the names of these guys never to be remembered. Even though their names are written in the Bible. Nobody knows them. No one will know you when you don't do the will of God. Yes. No one will know you. It's true. You know me not because of my family. True. You know me not because of my education or the fact that I'm a medical doctor. That's not why you know me. You know me because of me doing the work of God and bringing pleasure to God. You see, what makes you relevant is when you do his will. 1 John 2, 17. Master keys to maintaining your relevance and your importance. 1 John 2, 17. To maintaining your relevance and your importance. 1 John 2, 17. The world passeth away. The world, the world which you are chasing, passeth away. And even the last, the desire for this world. Yes, because you will notice as you grow, your desires get modified. You see, that says, I really wanted a Mercedes Benz, but now I don't mind the Hyundai. It's true. It happens. Your, 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 your last, even your desires even change. Even your desires change. So the world, the world passeth away. And even your desires and your lusts pass away. Look at it. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Forever relevant. Forever important. Forever needed. Forever relevant in 
the whole world is he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He stays. He stays. He remains important. He remains relevant. He remains significant. He remains at the important place that God places him. He that doeth the will of God. Meanwhile, the world is fading away. Even the desires you had fade away. And you see that, I wanted this, but I don't seem to want it anymore. I wanted that, but I don't, I don't care if I don't have it. I needed that. I don't care if I don't have it. I wanted to have this, but I don't care that I don't have it anymore. The desires even are fading away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever, 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 forever. I'm not talking about being a banker for Jesus, being a lawyer for Jesus, a doctor for Jesus. I'm talking about doing the will of God. Yes. Each time you try to water down the will of God, you have more watering until you have something funny. Yes. You see, when people didn't want to be missionaries anymore, they, they modified it and then they, they introduced a new term called long-term missionaries and short-term missionaries. American Americans. Best, best missionaries in the world are Americans. And greatest all over the world, Americans, worldwide, especially from Assemblies of God. Best in the worldwide. Many, many churches can be traced to America. I mean, in countries that you wouldn't. One day I slept in a guest house in Malawi, you know, in a town in Malawi. It was a church guest house of assemblies of God. White people had come there to start a church and they built that house. Apart from the church they built and they built it a small house. So when I went there at that time, I stayed in that house and I thought of it that white people have come here far away from whatever and have built this house. That is where I'm living. So when, when people want, don't want to do the will of God, then they come up with terminologies. Short-term missionaries. And long term. Now the short-term missionaries are you go as a carpenter during the summer holidays to paint the church or try to do some repairs on the church and you come back. <laughs> short-term missionaries. They go, they paint the church or do some small renovation or something to just, yes, help the church to have some renovation or do some witnessing during the summer holidays. You get it? Yes. But you see, it's different. Yes. It's a different thing. And so, let us not say a different thing. Let us know what is the will of God. The will of God is the will of God. Yes. 
So, in the case of Joshua and Caleb, the, 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 the Bible says in Numbers 14, verse 24, he said, but my servant Caleb, who had another spirit, yes, another spirit, and had followed me fully, he shall enter the land. And you are the next Caleb in the name of Jesus. He shall enter the land. Amen? Amen. And he will do the will of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Is it fantastic? fantastic. Now, Joshua uh, Numbers 13. You know there is no number 13 in aeroplanes. No number 13 seat. Mm. Mm. Elevators too. There's no 13 floor. Mm. Hotel rooms and all that. They leave it out. This is numbers 13. (laughs) Because this is where the destiny of a whole nation changed. And it changed because people did not believe what they were told. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you are going to do the will of God, one of the things you have to learn is that like in Numbers 13, there's 26, 28. You, you cannot find excuses or reasons for not doing the will of God. Okay, you are not allowed to do that. So he says, nevertheless, the people are too strong. The cities are walled and great. And then we saw the children of Anak there. Mm-hmm. And then apart from that, Amalekites, Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the mountains. Like mountains are full of bad things. But the three big things are number one, the people are strong, the cities are walled, and the children of Anak are there. Now, if you are going to overcome a city, a wall, this is just a Quick introduction. We are going to bed, but just, just to. I believe we are already blessed, isn't it? But it's just to, just to, uh, just to speak to your, what do you call it, for a moment. Amen. Number one, walls. 
You see, in those days, to defend a city is to build a wall. Yeah. So that's why this famous Chinese wall is there. Are you with me? Yeah. So cities that didn't have walls were easy. So that is why when Nehemiah went, they went to build the walls of Jerusalem. Do you understand? They went to build the walls of Jerusalem. Is that not so? Because otherwise you just walk. And then here you are. Constantinople was surrounded by two two layers of walls that went round. And it was a huge thing. And it lasted for 1,000 years. It protected them from all invasions. All invasions. In my book, The uh, Good General, there is a chapter on how to overcome stalemates. And you see one of the stalemates. A stalemate is something that doesn't, like hasn't changed for a long time. Struggle with it. And one of the stalemate examples I gave was Constantinople. How they overcame it. And if you actually watch a film, I've watched a film on how they overcame Constantinople. It's quite a sad thing, but that's how come you have the Muslim thing from Turkey. Constantinople is Constantinople. It's still called Istanbul. Yeah. Turkey is the division between the east and the west. It's right in the middle. And it is always Christian. Till the Arabs came and they took it. And then from that side became Muslim. For a thousand years, the walls worked. So when these people came and they mentioned walls, what? Walls. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if there's something about walls, walls are going to fight something that has walls. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Then number two, the people are strong. You see, in those days, there was no technology as we have today. The Bible says a wise man is strong. Wisdom strengthened a city more than 10 mighty men can strengthen a city. So, in those days, you, you use strength physical strength to fight. Amen. Amen. And the fighting is with spears, arrows, swords. So, Charlie, it's about physical strength. But today, you when you come and you do somebody will pull his guy and say, hey, hands up. These things you are doing just threw away. It's wasting everybody's time. Let's be serious. Wow, look at it. Nobody, please take your seats. We have only read two scriptures. You can sit down. Amen. Come right here. There's space in the front. Come and sit here. Don't be shy. Wow. 
Amen. Fantastic. So, when you come up with um, this reason that the people are strong in those days, Charlie, number one, walls. Then when the walls come down, you go and meet strong people. Huh? And then the third unfortunate problem is the children of Anak. The dinosaur version of human beings. The dinosaur version. You know, one of my favorite films is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Because it, it contains maybe a, a number of important revelations. You see, dinosaurs are a reality. And humans also being a huge size are a reality. They were formed from Genesis 6 verse 4 when the angels or the sons of God came down and had interrelationships with the human women and gave birth to Giants and Nephilims and Sims and Giborims. These three words are used to describe the products of sex with the women from what they call the sons of God or angelic beings. So the giants abnormally large beings existed. We know that from Goliath, the children of Anak. Anak was one of the giants. Even Goliath had a brother. Yes. And there was a family of giants. And these are products of the mixture of spirit and, and man. Or spirit and woman. Why? I don't believe it's that. Jesus Christ was a product of spirit and woman. As Holy Spirit and Mary produced Jesus in case you don't want to think deeply. Yes. It wasn't Joseph and Mary. It was the Holy Spirit and Mary. Wow. Now, why, why won't we have giants now? Because big things Big things, when it's too big, it's, it's easy to attack and usually gets eliminated. For instance, in Mampong, where we have our Anakazu Bible School, we found some wild animals which should only be in the zoo. Yes. Now, come in, come in. We've had only three scriptures now. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 7 verse 19. Put it up. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 19. Wisdom strengtheneth the wise. More than ten mighty men which are in the city. 
wisdom makes you very strong to fight children of Anak, to fight the strong, to overcome wars. All right? Now, right here, you see, are you there? That the children of Anak, like giants, are easily killed after some time. I was telling you that we have found some wild animals. Now, did you find lions? No. Too big to be found. Did we find tigers? No. Did we find leopards? No leopards live on trees. No leopards. Did we find elephants? No. Too big. Way too big. We found vipers. Cobras. Wild snakes that can kill you in 20 minutes. Yes. I mean, that are supposed to be in the zoo. You see, when you are too big, you are eliminated. And that's why there are no lions in Accra. Because we have, we have, it's a savannah, but it's too big. We will kill you. I mean, you may be dangerous, but for some time, we will find you, we will kill you. Yes. You can't survive. And that's, why, that's one of the reasons why we have different denominations. We have Mustard Seed, we have First Love, we have QFC, we have different things. Too big. Yeah. Are you with me? Anyway, so you cannot just be seeing difficulties. In fact, you shouldn't even mention them. Now, over the years, I shared with people many things. I have shared over the years. And many times, you, people have not seen or recognized me as a prophet. Yes. Hosea 12, 13. Hosea 12, 13. By a prophet. The Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet he was preserved. So, God sent me as a prophet to some people. At least to some people I am a prophet. Amen. God sent me as a prophet to some people. So, just as you see, when the Bible says, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Your parents are always right when you are their child. This is, is it, obey your parents. For, this is right. What is right? What they are saying is right. This is right. What they say is right. You know, when you are a parent, uh, you see a parent in a child, the parent is always right. Because the parent always has a good intention for the child. Cannot have any other intention apart from a good intention. So that's why it's funny. When a child starts, it's demonic. When the child starts to go against the parent. If my father says this, I want this. If my father's mother says this, I want that. If my mother likes this, I, I like that. If my father likes this, I like. If my father likes church, I don't like church. My father likes God, I don't like God. My father likes this pastor, I don't like this pastor. 
It's like, it's like a reflex. It's a demonically inspired reflex. Yes. Obey your parents. This is right. Can only be right. And when you become a parent, you, you know how right you are. You know that. Hmm. What, what bad thing does your parent want for you? Yes. So that's why I teach the children. You must become a darling boy to your father. And a darling girl. I, I look at girls who are not, have not made themselves darling daughters to their fathers. And I see this one is short-lived. This one, she will not go long. Yes. True. True. You know, I see all the time different ones because I do counseling one-to-one. You see one girl will come in. So are you flow with your father? <laughs> Sometimes. I don't know. What is, what is the problem? What is it? So, you know, my father has other well, uh, girlfriends. He's doing this, he's doing that, he's whatever. He's doing. And so, daddy, <laughs> and they'll be talking. Then you see another one coming in, the same problem, but it flows with the father. It's not, not a problem. It's like the eye is not on your father's problem. And neither are you called to join your mother to marry your father. Yes. You are not called to join your mother to, ma- to marry your father. So that's buy one, get one free. Your duty is not to... So I remember one little girl, she was sitting in front of me. She looked so troubled like a grown-up. You are 18 years, 19 years old. It's like somebody who is married for 20 years with beasts and problems. She has added all her mother's heart aches to her small heart. She has not yet developed her own personal heart aches. She's taking her mother's heart aches. It's fantastic. You are going to be a darling boy and a darling girl from this camp onwards in the name of Jesus. Yes. Not a joint marriage, no. No. Amen. So, I don't even know how we got into that. What was the topic? By prophet. Ah, at least it's somebody. But, and by prophet, Israel, Hosea 12, 13, was brought out of Egypt. Yes. You see, this scripture is prophetically showing you how Israel managed this great feat it wasn't because they were a good nation. It wasn't because of their principles. It wasn't even because of Moses. It was because of Moses. It wasn't, it wasn't because of the principles they were following. But it was because of the prophets. Yes. That is what he's trying to show. Because most people think that I've, I've come to where I've come to because of my principles the principles of my life, the way I think, 
my education, my background, and whatever you think you have. But this scripture is trying to show the prophet's relevance. Because I am here by a prophet. I'm here by, by the, the prophetic mantle of Kenneth Hagin. I wouldn't be standing here. Oh, yes. By a prophet, I came into where I am. I came out of Heward Mills. And I came into a world which is not defined by Heward Mills. There is nothing Heward Mills. Yes. By prophet, I came out of Heward Mills. You know, the other day, the other, the other day I came to, um, I don't know whether it's, it was America or Australia or here. One of, one of these bodies. You'll be traveling a lot. <laughs> the prophecy you believe is the one that you're going to steal. And, and uh, the person at the border, I think it was Australia, asked me, I don't know whether it was Australia, but he asked me something. He said, my name is a common name. Mills. Yes. He said, this is a very common name here in this country. It's a common name. Yes. So, it's nothing to be Mills. <laughs> so, by a prophet, I was brought out of that Mills group. I wouldn't be standing here. And you wouldn't be here. Yes. We are, we, are, we, are, we are in Calgary. We are near Calgary, I should say. So, people remain in their natural state by how you are in, in pure nature. You remain like that when you don't receive the ministry of a prophet. And you don't receive a prophet as a prophet. Yeah. You know why we appoint pastors? You say, this person's pastor this, this person's pastor this. Because sometimes when a person is counseling or giving the word of God, the people receive the person as like, he's a concerned Christian. <laughs> it's like he's a concerned brother who is concerned about your life. And it's just zealous that he's commenting on your situation. Uh-huh. So it doesn't help you to receive from the person. Yeah. So when we, that's why we appoint people as pastors. So you're a pastor. So that you don't just receive the person as a concerned brother. Yes. And then, because what you, what, you, what you hear and you see, you hear the person in a certain way. And so because people didn't receive me as a prophet speaking to them, they couldn't come out of how they were destined to be naturally, to be dest- to be what they could be supernaturally. True. So, there's nothing natural about me. There's a lot natural about me in the natural, but what I'm doing is not natural. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not natural. It's, it's prophetic. It's, it's wonderful. It's God 
ordained. So everyone has a place you could come to. Now, one of the places that people could come to is a debt-free life. You know, my son, my son, he told me, he said, Daddy, have you listened to? The other day he was telling me, he said, Daddy, you'll be blessed by your books if you read them. All. <laughs> yeah, he was telling me, he said, you'll be blessed by your books if you read them. Yeah. He said, Daddy, there are a lot of things in your books. Eh? <laughs> but he was telling me, you know, he said, 2001, just after September 11, I came to America to Africa, but I spoke about what is your life. And I spoke about mortgage. I had said in myself that I will never talk about this thing because people will not believe it. They don't believe it. But when I came to America, I don't know what overcame me, and I decided to say it. I was just said, as I will say it, but I won't say it again. And I spoke about it. debts. mortgages. But I was trying to lead the people, I don't know, spiritually. But you see, because they don't receive it as a prophet, everybody went into mortgage. Some of them almost immediately after I left. Almost almost like just like months. (laughs) I know because somebody told me, said, oh, how many left? They just went to do it. have not prospered. But you see, as a ministry, we are more prosperous. Yes. More prosperous. If you see the buildings, projects, in different cities, across, because I've been praying, say, Lord, I can mention many, many, many cities in Africa. All of them, buildings, roof, church buildings, capital cities, all over. Yaounde, Douala, Limbe, Ganta, Banga, Zwedru, Morovia, Freetown, Liberia, I mean, all over, everywhere. Zambia, Entebbe, Uganda, everywhere. Oh, yes, it's amazing. Dar es Salaam, Conakry, everywhere. Cameroon, many, many places. They're free. They're free. Huh? I'm on my way to dedicate Jamaica. Yeah. On Sunday. But you see, God was trying to lead us into real prosperity. Real prosperity is also determined by what you can give. Not arrangements that are made or calculations that are made. You write, when I calculate this and I subtract and I take this from this, then it goes, it's equal to more than this. Are you an astronaut? You know, when you go to Orlando, they have a sign, something is equal to greater, greater than something. They have a calculation they do to go to space. You are not an astronaut. And why are you doing calculations to show how, how rich you are? Too many calculations. But I'm saying, that is why, at least to my children, First love children, I say to, I teach them. I teach them. Honor your prophet. 
Honor me as a father. There is nothing that the children can give to me. But I'm teaching them. What even if the grown-ups wouldn't want to hear it? I teach the children. Honor me as a prophet. I'm your prophet. I'm a prophet. And through the words and the ministry that is coming, you will come out of Egypt and you'll be preserved into Israel. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I hope you are still around. So, the people started to come up with um, the, t- the people started to come up with reasons why they were they, they started to come up with reasons why what Moses was saying um, could not happen. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then, a pastor, not only a prophet, but a pastor. Jeremiah 3, verse 15. I will give you pastors. I will give you pastors. This is what God says I will give you pastors. 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 So God gives you a pastor. And when you don't recognize that God has given you a pastor, just think of the wolf. You know, you should watch wildlife. You should watch wolves to understand what happens when you are not with your shepherd. Yes. You should watch wolves. Wolves are not dogs. They are wild animals. Very wild. Even wild dogs are wild. If you watch wild dogs, they run to make you whatever. Wolves will take you on. I will give you pastors. I will give you pastors. I will give you pastors. I will give you. So God sent me to you as a prophet. And then he sent me to you as a pastor. And you see, he said that Jesus looked on the multitude and he had compassion. He he felt sorry for them because they had had no shepherd. Not because they had no pastor, no prophet. He felt sorry for them. He felt compa- Matthew 9, 34. Come on. Huh. You find the scriptures. Who is this? Bring the scriptures. 9, 34. Go down. 36. He was moved with compassion. Because they 
fainted and worst. They were scattered abroad and they were, they were as sheep having no shepherd. And he felt a lot of compassion. You never be pitied in this life again. Yeah. And what makes somebody pity you is taken away from your life. Yeah. From today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. No, seriously. I will give you pastors. So when you reject them, now put it back, Jeremiah 3.15, beautiful, and shall feed you according to my, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. But look at verse 16. Ah, and it shall come to pass. When you be multiplied and increased in the land, You see, multiplication and increase is not possible in your life without the pastor that God has ordained for you. It's true. So when you reject the gathering of the pastor, there are people that could be here maybe that are not here. When you reject the gathering, you see, he says, I will give you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge, with understanding, and when you be multiplied and increased, increase is your destiny when you receive the pastor that God has for you. Yes. And they will not say anymore, oh, come on. The Ark of the Covenant, neither shall they come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit, neither shall they be done anymore. They will not be remembering old things. In those days. But in those days, they shall be multiplied. They shall be increased. That's your destiny. A pastor. Yeah. Then a teacher. Isaiah 30. Verse 20. Look at it. Beautiful. A teacher. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the waters of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. You will not remove the teacher that God has given you and put him away into a corner. Yes. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers. Thine eyes shall see thy teachers. You see, you, you, when you put aside your teacher, I've written a book that you understand. Meanwhile, you don't understand most books. But I've written a book that for the first time, thankfully, you are understanding a book. And you put it in the corner. No more shall your teachers be put into a corner or be set aside. Into a corner. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers. So I am a prophet to you, a pastor to you, and a teacher to you. I've been. I have been and I am. Yes, that's a fact. And look at what happens. Verse 21. 
And thine eyes, thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. You see, that way has been pointed over and over, over as I'm coming to point out again, the way here. So I hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right and when you turn to the left, this, this way. Even today, even in this meeting, you hear words already saying, this is the way to go. Yes. So you see many times we are not getting into the place, the supernatural place that God has for us. But we are staying in the natural state of how your things are to be. You know, sometimes when you see African and Africans, our things, you see, today I was watching Nigeria being beaten by Argentina, and I was saying that, I mean, it's just too unfortunate. It's just just repeating. And you see that it's almost like our things are not going to do well or to shine. But by a prophet. By a prophet. Israel was brought out of Egypt. Yes. And by a prophet. He was preserved. And a pastor. I will give you. Pastors. After my own heart. Will feed you with knowledge. Have you not been getting up? Even when you hold the book, How to Neutralize a Curse, you see that from beginning to end, you are getting knowledge and understanding. And then you will be increased and multiplied. And then pastors and teachers. Isaiah 30 verse 20. No more. No more. Even though even in the bread of affliction, no more will your teachers be put in a corner. Many of my members have put me in a corner. But from today, you will not put me in a corner again. It's true. Yes. No more in a corner. My teachers shall be put in a corner and your eyes shall not see your teachers. Hmm. So as I've come here, so sometimes with the younger people, I feel freer to talk like this. It's true. Yes. <laughs> it's true. You know, my little Cadella, she introduced me to preach every Sunday. Yeah. Oh, no, she comes after, I think, now. See, one day I was with her when we started the church. And I thought, she, she, doesn't, she didn't know her father. She not seen her father before. So one day I told her, I said, look into my eyes. I said, I am your father. Look into my eyes. I am the father. God gives you him. I am your father. Yes. You see, 
I will feel free to look at somebody and tell the person something because I, I know the person can receive it. But some people will tell them, I am this to you. And the person will say, hmm? No, I hope you are listening to me. Yes. So I am talking to you and I'm talking to others as well. And I'm saying, a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, I am these three things to you, most definitely. And if your eyes and your heart will receive it, you will receive, just like I'll tell, I'll tell you that little girl, I said, listen to me. I'm talking to you. This is what God has done. Receive it. Open your heart. He says, I will give you pastors. I will give you pastors. I've chosen, I'll give personally choose pastors for you. I'll give you a pastor. After my heart. When your heart is open, you can receive many. But when your heart is not open, you'll be standing there and saying, do you know about the walls of the city that you just said I should go to? Do you know the strength of this? When the, when the, when the sword comes like this, do you know the kind of strength when they throw the spear? Do you know the strength with which it is coming? Do you know the children of Anak? We are like grasshoppers, which means that the grasshopper is at the foot level. That means that the giants were so big that when a human comes, like maybe the foot ends about here. The foot, the height of the foot, like it's long like this. So maybe from this wall to somewhere there is the foot this high. And then the, the leg starts from here and it's going up. You are a grasshopper. You can only touch the foot. And you are sending me to these people. But when you start to flow and open your heart, you rather think more. There are some people, you have to have meetings five minutes. When a meeting has to be held with you for more than five minutes, something is wrong with you. Take it from me. Any discussion about any topic, I don't care the topic. That lasts more than five minutes. There's a problem. And the problem is demons. Why do I say demons? Demons, you have you heard that word before? Stronghold. So when I'm holding you strongly and you try to pull me, it will take more than five minutes to release it. Isn't it? Uh-huh. So anything that's long talking, always reminds you of the presence of evil spirits. So you mustn't let anything take a long time to a point to be made or for you to be humble. Yes. In marriage, in church, in topics, in discussions, in meetings. No. Five minutes is long for a meeting. Yes. I once counsel people from evening, like now, till daylight. In those, in those days, I didn't know this principle. I didn't know this principle. That when a meeting goes long, there's the demons. I was counseling demons. And the demons were not moving. 
You can't counsel demons. Are you listening? Yes. yes. So, whatever God has for us, it is good. Amen. You must sing a song to the Lord. Whatever you choose for me, Lord, is good for me. If it's hard, I like it. If it's soft, I like it. If it's painful, I like it. I like it because you choose it for me. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody. So, lift your hands. Just thank God for this evening. What a blessing. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, your kindness, your love, and your mercy. We're grateful, Jesus, for all you've done for us. Thank you for calling us to go to the cities and to take territories for your kingdom. Guide us as we lift ourselves up to you, Lord, and we choose, Lord, we choose, what do we choose? We choose to be, we choose to be children that give you pleasure. We choose to accept the training, whatever you do for us, that will make us give you happiness with our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. Thank you for the children. Thank you for the grown-ups. Thank you for Canada. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you for everyone, the little, the old, the young, the small, the big. Thank you for calling us to bless us in this time to serve you. Lift your heart to the Lord and ask him to take away all wickedness, all stubbornness, all strongholds, all scales from your eyes. This is a camp where you give yourself to serve him and to follow him all the days of your life. No city shall be too strong for us, says the Lord. No city shall be too strong. No commandment will be met with stubbornness but the gratefulness the greatness of God the greatness of his command and his, the privilege of him calling and sending shall be real in our hearts Father we give you praise we give you thanks oh falima samaka Mandali mari mandolomo kapandari mele musatal bere kuburumalandele bene bene. Ah, halamba shahada magas. Taylor amandali bonene mashandele baba. Pela rabambara nali babandara rababari rabambara rababari rabambara rababari rabambara rabambara. We give you thanks and we give you praise, dear Lord. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah.
You may be seated. Are you glad you came? Amen. So, we are going to take a break now. We come early in the morning. That is why we are breaking now. So that you can sleep. And then you come early in the morning. And then we start early. So that we can have enough time in the house of the Lord. Amen. So, as you've come, I think you, you've been told of the theme. Uh-huh. So, as you've seen it, you know what it means. Isn't it? No. Yes. If God is telling you to go, it means that you can. Can you imagine somebody calling you a brother and telling you, go to the labor ward and give birth? <laughs> Would it be a fair instruction? Go and have a child. You go to the labor ward and produce a child in the ward. Is it nice? So, do you expect God to tell you to go and do something that is impossible? Something that will kill you? Uh So, when God says, go here or do this, you don't have to think bad thoughts. So, they are worried. In other words, you want to kill us. These people are going to kill us. You want to kill us with this madness of yours. Somebody said, I'm going to have a camp. Kill yourself for Jesus. As a bishop, we know him. He's, all his camp is kill yourself for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God is blessing us Amen. with eternal relevance. Amen. You'll never not be important in the kingdom of God. Amen. He that doeth the will of God abideth Forever. Kalamajula Baba. Fantastic. Now, I want you to take out an offering. As your first offering out of many offerings. You know? No, wait before you take your offering. I'll tell you something. No, I went for a program and they were planning. Uh, a program. This was the plan. Everybody who comes will pay this. Those who register early will pay a little less. Those who want front seats will pay this. Not in church. Church meeting. Those who want to sit at here pay this amount. You know, as I was sitting there and no mention was, there was no mention made of offering. It's like the offering was not even important in the figures and the things that were being planned. You see, 
The church can change, but you will not realize that it is changing because a church is free will offerings. A church is free will offerings. It's not. Uh, it's not a. It's not a secular thing. You see, you know. I am in full time ministry. I don't do business. I don't do any business at all. Yes. I've had many opportunities to do business. Good, viable opportunities because of certain things. But you know, I've just always felt that you know, I don't want to mix up what I'm doing. I don't want it to be mixed up. I'm doing this work. And I, I, I believe God will take care of me. I don't want to mix. I don't want to write a book that when you buy, I get money or I get a profit. No. That's why it's easy for me. I know so many people use my book as their business, like they sell it. I'm, I don't know what they do. I, I just met a lady. She built a house. Said that from your books. She told, your book said, that's the only work I do. That she does. She didn't tell me she was teaching to my wife. That is books. That's the only work I've built a house. Yes, a house. It, I, I don't. I don't know, and I don't care. Once the book is going, fine, wonderful. And, you, and of course, the person has to be paid for what the person is doing. I don't know. I don't know what they do. So, the house of God is built with us giving, not selling. Amen. Amen. And not marketing. And not secular human things. Mm. Trust me. And over the years, I've learned and seen that it is a great thing to serve the Lord. And it's a great thing to stay with God's ways of doing things. So, have you paid any money to sit in the front? No. What about you? Not so. Have you paid anything to sit in front? No. 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 You were even late. You came after three scriptures. <laughs> three, you came, I came after three scriptures. <laughs> yeah. So, when you are in the in church, you must know and believe that at a time also to give. It's not a time to be charged. Compulsory. It's free will. Yes. You hear me if you've been in the church with me. Even after I take pledges, I say what? You can change. We've heard, oh, how many have heard me say that before? You can change your mind. You can take it back. You can come for the envelope. No problem. And, ne- and never feel bad. I don't want that at all. Came to church, nice. You are going back. It's like you are cursed. You promised God you have uh, what do you call it? No, no, I don't like that. I don't want those things. I prefer something else. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Free will, and as you give freely, it's a blessing to you. Yes, it's a blessing. Yeah, anything you do grudgingly, you take a plate and you you see you put it down, but you put it down on the table, but 
you can feel that the, the plates seem to drop harder than just being put down. It's as if it was flying. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just drop the plate. Boom. There you are. It's somewhere. So God wants us to give generously. Yes. Why should I stand here and tell you how much it costs me to come here? It's not nice. Or how much it costs me to eat. It's, it's, it's not the right thing. Is it not inappropriate? Because even you would like to buy lunch for me, you won't see me when I'm eating. So let us be happy to give. Yes. And as you give, you'll be blessed. Giving in Jesus' name. Amen. So take out an offering. Let's give our first and a good offering for the opening of this wonderful conference and camp meeting. No city shall be too strong for us. Welcome, Ida. Give us a song. Have you taken out your offering? And let's pray over it. Father, thank you for this wonderful offering. Bless everyone who gives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please give a generous offering of something wonderful for the Lord. Amen. Right. in the house of God so that there is meat in the house of God you can prove me now here with says the Lord your God when my house is filled I'll bless you when you will be blessed so give all your offerings pay all your tithe oh give it please give it I'll pour you out a blessing so much you cannot receive. 
sows a seed sparingly, he shall also reap a harvest sparingly. He that soweth bountifully reaps bountifully. For the Lord he loves a cheerful giver, yet he does both. Give all your offerings, pay all your tithe, oh give it, please give it. Harvest of many blessings, come on and give it. Please give it. And I will open you the windows of heaven. I'll pour you out a blessing so much you cannot receive. So give all your offerings, pay all your tithe, oh, give it. Come on, keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. 